Bible study, we have a man, and you may be familiar with the scripture, and we'll go over it. We have a man that have been set free, changed, transformed to evangelize. Evangelize. What is evangelize? Evangelize means to convert or seek to convert someone to Christianity. It also means to preach the gospel. The gospel, the Christian gospel. I mean, I want to spread the good news. Amen. I mean, spread the good news. Jesus said, go ye to the world. Now, it's not just for Pastor Bigelow. It's for all of us. Amen. Say, go ye to the world and preach the gospel, the good news. Not gossip. Not gossip. Not gossip. But good news. Amen. Amen. Well, there's enough bad news out there and all that junk. We don't need to be spreading any bad news. Amen? Amen. Amen. So it said, go preach to every creature. What was Jesus saying? Go and evangelize. Evangelize. Evangelism works. He was talking about that right before church. Evangelism works. Amen. Amen. You invite them, guess what? They will come. Amen. You invite them, invite, invite, invite. They will come with you. Amen. Amen. Let us not be weary and well doing for in due season. We shall reap if we faint not. Now bear in mind, let's go to this man. Bear in mind, Jesus had to cross a stormy sea. That was a storm when he started. He said, let us go to the other side. But then a great storm came. And then, guess what? The disciples were afraid. They forgot that Jesus was on board. They said, we're going to the other side. Sometimes we forget too. The storms come our way, start shaking our boat, and we start worrying. Oh, 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 God, don't you care? We're about to perish. And Jesus said, he woke up. There was a great storm that arose, and guess what? But then there was a great calm. Amen. Amen. He, peace, he, speak, he spoke peace. Peace, be still. Oh, hallelujah. Amen. Aren't you glad tonight Jesus can speak peace to our heart? Amen. We're going to be troubled in our mind. You know, God, you know, a lot of times we all go through stuff in our mind. We're going to get to it in a minute. But we all, all of us, every one of us going to go through some junk. But that's when you need to pray and praise God more. Amen. 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 Pray and praise God more. Begin to praise God. Say, God, I thank you that it will not always be this way, that this too shall pass. Amen. Amen. Just begin to praise him. How many have been praising him today? Amen. 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 Praise God more. And more and more, you know, that's what the devil doesn't like. He doesn't like when God's people begin to just praise God and say, Hallelujah, Hallelujah. Amen. The devil doesn't like that. Amen. Just bear with my voice. It's going, it's going to get better. Amen. Amen. I know you're praying for me. But anyway, let's look at this first of all. An encounter with a man controlled by an unclean spirit. The Bible says, and when Jesus was come out of the ship, immediately there met him out of the tombs a man. Jesus came to seek that man. The Bible said Jesus came to seek and to save that which was lost. This man was running around. His condition. What was his condition? He was running around. He was screaming. That's what the Bible says. I mean, now you know the Bible, right? It says right here. And he was running around in the tombs. No man could bind him. Verse 4. Because he had often been bound with feathers. Now the feathers are the shackles around the ankles. And he was shackled here around the wrist. He has shackles everywhere. Amen. amen. But not his mouth. Amen. Sometimes you need to shackle some people's mouth. Amen. Amen. <laughs> I put myself there. <laughs> I thought this one person was telling me one time. She said, she said, now I thought she said she wanted to put duct tape around my mouth. I said, you want to put duct tape around my mouth? I said, no, that's not what I said. I wish I could put my hand over your mouth. I said, okay. <laughs> All right. Praise the Lord. 
Praise God. God help us all. Amen. <laughs> but the Bible says in verse 5, the Bible says always night and day. He was in the mountains, in the tombs, crying and cutting himself with stones. Now Luke put it this way. Not only that, he was cutting himself, but the Bible says in Luke, Luke, I mean Luke 8, verse 27, he was crying, cutting himself, and he was naked. He had no clothes on. You know, sometimes you wonder if people are cutting their clothes off or not. But you know, we need, to, we need to realize that God doesn't want us to cut our clothes off. Amen. <laughs> God wants to keep our clothes. Amen. I, Amen. Not, I'm preaching to the home folks, so, but we don't want to find fault with people when they're out there. Like, man, what in the world they got on? You know, like, whoa, what is this? But anyway, we'll get it. I'm going to leave that alone. I'm going to leave that alone. What, but tonight, let's do a practical thing. Let's do a practical thing. Are you cutting yourself with any stones? Are you cutting yourself with any kind of stones tonight? You may not be cutting yourself physically, but are you cutting yourself spiritually? Mm. Are you cutting yourself in the stones of, you know, you maybe made a bad decision about something, and now you got all this regret. Mm. You know, you, you got all this regret. Oh, man, I wish I would have just thought long and hard about this. I wish I wouldn't have done that. I mean, you don't have to raise your hand. You know, you make a decision and you feel bad about it. And then it seemed like the devil began to just beat you up about it. You know, you know you made the wrong decision. And that's why you're in the mess you're in. You know, one thing about God, if you get in a bind and get in a mess, God is not going to beat you down. Yes, amen. God's not going to keep, God's not going to keep bringing things up. Amen. You know, that's the devil. You know, the devil keeps bringing it up. You remember when you did this? You remember when you did that? Come you remember on, when you did ahead. that? Amen. This, this not going to work. That's, that's why things not working in your life. You know, all this junk. I don't know if you ever been there, but I've been there. All this junk coming up, you know, and that's not God. Hmm. When you repent of it and say, God, forgive me. That's it. Hmm. Amen. That's yeah. it. The Bible says forgetting those things. It's hard to forget sometimes, but the Bible says forgetting all those things which are behind. Amen? Amen. Forget about it. Because if not, if you don't forget about it, guess what? You're going to be cutting yourself. Listen, you're going to be cutting yourself with another stone. And there's a stone that people cut themselves with this hurt feelings and disappointments and discouragement. And you don't ever think positive. Hmm. It's always negative, negative, negative. Mm. You ever been there? Come on. God doesn't want his people to be negative. Mm. God doesn't want his people having a, a stinking attitude. Mm. And if you begin to think about your bad decisions, mm. amen, and then you begin to think about, why did I mess up? And then you get negative. Mm. Well, I guess I can't get anything together. I can't do anything. I can't do anything right. I can't do anything right because I'm always doing wrong. I mean, have you ever felt that way? Come on. Yes. But you can do better. Come on. I mean, believe you can do better. Amen. Amen. And then we, if you don't, if you're not careful when you cut yourself with all these stones, especially when somebody do you wrong, if somebody do you wrong, then you're gonna start cutting yourself with bitterness. Hmm. And God doesn't want us to be bitter. Amen. God doesn't want us to be bitter. So I can't believe that person did that. I can't believe that person did that to me. I can't believe that person did that to my family member. You got this bitterness in y'all. You got this resentment. Mm. And the Bible doesn't, I'm talking about cutting some stones. Mm. I mean, these, these some different stones, amen? Come on. This is not physical, but right here in the mind. Mm. And that's where the devil he attacks us, right here yes, in our mind. Yes, sir. That's where he gets to it. That's why you can't trust everything that comes into this mind. Mm. Oh, you out there. You can't trust amen. everything that comes into this mind. I, I know God can speak to us, and I thank God, but you know the way God speaks to me the most? Right through that word. Amen. That's why I want to read it. I want to eat it up. Amen. Jesus said, man, should not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. We need to get in the word. Amen. 
Let me share something with you about bitterness. Bitterness. You may know this, but we need to stop cutting ourselves with bitterness, stones of bitterness, and jealousy, and just let it go. The Bible says in Ephesians chapter 4, verse 31 and 32, let all bitterness, let all bitterness, and the Greek, the first, in some uh, definition, the first meaning of bitterness is poison. And who do you think is going to affect you? Not the other person. Amen. You're killing yourself slowly or quickly. So he said, let all bitterness, that means resentment as well, and wrath and anger. You know, you get mad. You get upset. And then clamor. It's all that loud talking. Trash talking. And then evil speaking. That's not just cursing. But using criticism, railing and complaining about something persistently. You know, you see people always complaining. Complain, complain, complain. They wake up complaining. They go through the day complaining. They go home complaining. Mind, get over it, will you? Stop complaining so much. Stop being a, a grumpy person. Yeah, I think they got a grumpy restaurant. You may need to go to that grumpy, grumpy. restaurant. Grumpy, yeah, something like that. I was telling some people about that. I, I saw that restaurant. I said, yeah, maybe I need to go there. Meet it's some good, meat. Heard, it's good. Yeah, I, I, I hope so. There's a lot of grumpy people here, so that'd be good. That's <laughs> what you grumpy folks say. Don't stop grumpy. But then listen to what the Bible says. It need to be put away from you with all malice. And then verse 32. And be ye kind one to another. Be kind, be loving, be understanding, be forgiving. Amen. Amen. When you think you have a right to be mad and bitter and upset, look at the cross. Amen. Look at Jesus on the cross, hanging there. They're beating him. They, they were ridiculing him and mocking him. They all, he was always a bloody mess. But he didn't get mad. He said, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. We have no right to be bitter. Amen. No right to be upset. We need to get to Jesus and say, Jesus, help me. Amen. Amen. And so we find here, these stones will hurt us if we keep cutting ourselves. But do you want a breakthrough tonight? You can have a breakthrough. How can you have a breakthrough? Come to Jesus. See that man? Now, there's a two, sort of twofold here. And it all depends on which commentary. But see, when that man saw Jesus, but you got to remember, it was the demons also. And the demons know who Jesus is. Because when you read the account, it says here in verse 7, well, verse 7, they had the conversation. Let me see. In verse 6. But when he saw Jesus fall, he ran and worshiped him. And then go to verse 7. And cried with a loud voice and said, What have I to do with thee, Jesus, thou son of the most high God? I adjure thee. Now listen, it's a demon talking. I adjure thee by God that thou torment me not. Now listen, what a request. Here was this demon, this unclean spirit, and his name was Legion, which means about 6,000. Tormenting this man, but saying, now don't torment me. But he was tormenting the man. Now how many of you have ever been that way when you're giving somebody a hard time, and then you want mercy? <laughs> you know, you want mercy now. You know, you're giving somebody a hard time, and oh God, can I have some mercy? But you've been tormenting others. Have you repented of your tormenting others? Have you repented of your attitude toward others? Have you said, God, forgive me? Mm. Then how do you expect God going to forgive you? Amen. You got to first forgive others. 
Amen? Before God can forgive you. Amen? If you want mercy, you got to give mercy. The Bible said, blessed are the merciful, for they shall receive mercy. Amen. I mean, I want mercy. Amen. So this man saw what, but I believe if you possess with the devil, you want some relief. Because think about it. Jesus crossed that sea for a reason, for that man. And maybe that man in his heart and in his mind, I don't know this to be the case, but maybe he was saying, I need some relief. Amen. I need some relief. He was going crazy. Nobody could tame him and all these things. Now, I wasn't that bad. I wasn't that bad. But I had a taste of this, of how the devil can just torment you and torment you and driving you crazy and insane, thinking you're going to die. But I thank God that Jesus came. He came to this man right on time. He came to me right on time. And guess what? He's here in this service right on time Amen. to help us. To help us, not to hurt us. And so we find the liberation is getting ready to start. And so Jesus, Jesus told them because they wanted to stay. They, they knew they had to go. You see, when Jesus comes, the devil's got to go. Mm. When Jesus step, steps in, guess what? The devil's got to go. It's the same way in our life. When he come into our life, the devil's got to go. Defeat got to go. Can I get a witness? Amen. Discouragement got to go. Depression, depression got to go. Amen. Why? Because Jesus has come in. And so here the Bible says, in verse 11, after they said, can we go to the swine? The Bible says, and all the devils besought him, saying, send us into the swine that we may enter into them. Then verse 13, and forthwith, at once, Jesus gave them leave. And the unclean spirits went out and entered into the swine. And listen to this. And the herd ran violently down a steep place into the sea. And they were about 2,000, and they choked. Hmm. Now check this out. The pigs didn't want the unclean spirits. <laughs> the pigs, none of the pigs, the one that played. I grew up in Mississippi. I know about pigs. I know about hogs. Hmm. I used to go to the pig pen. Hmm. You know, sometimes we had to play in the muddy pig pen, <laughs> chasing the pigs. It stinks out there. Amen. Now the pigs didn't want these unclean spirits. Hmm. Now I'm not, I know you all don't do this, but maybe somebody listening online. But we don't we don't go to sites on our phones or our computers and looking at things that are unclean. Come on. That are not good for our mind. Amen. We don't on, do those things. I'm tell you what, I don't even I don't even look at soap operas anymore. I stopped looking at One Life to Lust a long time ago. One Life to Lust. Do you remember One Life to Lust? I mean, One Life to Live. I'm sorry. One Life to Live. One Life to Live. Okay. Uh, I, I mean, you know, I'm, you know, I mean, I remember, anyway, I'll leave that alone. I mean, I don't even look at it as the world burns. That's the world burns. You know, the world burns. I mean, that's really what it's doing, but it's the world turns. I know, but the world burning, turning and burning, turning and burning. Amen. All my children about this one and that one, all that stuff. I don't even do that anymore. I don't do that. I'm not saying it's wrong to watch TV or a movie, but if it's not bringing edification, if it's not bringing edification to your soul, it's nothing wrong with a good, clean, nice movie. But if it's not, if it's something in there dealing with sexual things and men drinking and people getting in out of the bed, you don't need to watch that garbage. Amen. We're different. We're, amen. We're Christians. I'm not going to watch that junk. Amen. I remember growing up, I remember growing up, my aunties, they, they were at work. One of them was at work, and they had the VCR back then. She would record. She would set it to record the soap operas. And, she, I, and my wife and I were staying with her at the time. And so we would come home. She would call her friend, and they start gossiping about soap operas. 
Can you believe what Phoebe Tyler did or whatever, you know, you know Phoebe Tyler, she was all my children, she was one, all drinking and drunk all the time, you know, it was Erica's mom. I'm going way back. I'm going way back. <laughs> said, preach you old. No, I'm not old. I'm just going way back. But Jesus set the man free. The demons went out. And guess what? The man was found sitting, sitting at the feet of Jesus. Yes. He wasn't running around. He wasn't cutting himself anymore. Amen. He wasn't screaming. There was no more chaos. He had the prince of peace living on the inside. Amen. And the Bible says he was sitting and he had clothes on. Oh, hallelujah. When you get saved, you put some clothes on. I know it's hot around here in Jacksonville. I said, man, it's 88 degrees. I pulled up. I said, yeah. It's summer all year round here. They out there in their colorful underwear. Oh. What you do, preacher? Turned my head and went on in the hotel. Yes. Hey, I was walking today. Matter of fact, I was walking today. You know, I was walking today and wanted to talk to some people about Jesus and everything. And um, and so I, I looked over. I said, man, that's, you got a swimming pool here, swimming pool there. Yes. I said, I got to get out of here. I don't want nobody to think, oh, the preacher over there trying to look at those ladies. No, I was just out trying to get somebody to church. Come on. I was over over in, uh, where was I at? Hinesville, Georgia, walking around. We're talking about change this man and we're gonna get it to a moment jesus set him free to go evangelize hmm. amen to go evangelize and i was over there evangelizing in hinesville inviting people to church and i saw this lady i saw this lady i said uh-uh i'm not going there i avoided her because i don't know what she had on i don't know what she had on. and i saw it from a distance and i said i'm not going that way so i went all the way to the other side just went all the way trying to avoid this lady Anyway, check this out. Now, here I am trying to avoid her, right? So I'm thinking, well, you know, because I saw her walking toward the car. So I'm thinking, well, it's all over now, you know, I'm going to coast is clear. So I'm walking back to the other side to invite some more people. As soon as I walked by, thinking to Donald General, that woman came right out that store, right there in front of me. I said, well, I got to do something, God. I said, here, I'd like to invite you to church. And, uh, and she looked at me and said, well, I'm a Christian. I said, okay, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm like, you know, in my mind, I'm thinking, woman, what you got on? I don't know if you, I don't know if you want to say as a Christian, like you ought to be at the swimming pool or something. But anyway, I didn't say all that. And then she said, she said, I said, my name is Timothy. She said, my name is Delilah. I said, oh, boy. I said, oh, I know I got to go now. Her name is Delilah. Delilah, I got to go. She may, I don't have much hair, but she may say, can I cut your hair? I said, oh, no, I'm not going to lose my strength. I'm getting out of here. Anyway, praise the Lord. God is good, isn't he? God is good. And here in our Bible said, and listen to this. The man, the Bible says, here's a change in the command to evangelize. Verse 14, part of verse 14. And they went out to see what it was done. I covered it somewhere, but I'm going to read it. And they come to Jesus, see him that was possessed with the devil and had the legion sitting, sitting, clothed, and in his right mind. God wants us to be in a sound mind, a right mind, a disciplined mind. God help us tonight. Amen. Amen. And the Bible says the people were afraid. They saw this man, and then they wanted Jesus to leave. You see, everybody, everybody doesn't appreciate what Jesus does. And they ask him, leave. And guess what? He was leaving. Because you know why? They didn't want him. He was messing with their money-making scheme. Right. And people act funny when you mess with their money. They do. Amen. When they start messing with their money, they're like, oh, you're trying to get into my checkbook. 
ain't trying to give me your check, but God's trying to get you to stop being so tight. <laughs> Amen. Come on. Can I get a witness? Amen. You know what I'm saying? Well, God got my heart. Well, you don't have your wallet. <laughs> if you got your heart, you gonna have your wallet too, and your purse and all that. Amen. Amen. It's all God, isn't it? God anyway. Amen. Everything belongs to God. That's what the Bible says. That everything belongs to Him. Amen. All the gold, everything, all the animals. The earth is full of the riches of God and the goodness of God. We may as well give Him a little bit back. Amen. Amen. And so we find here, hell lost another. <laughs> Say, preacher, hell, yes. Satan lost another. Amen. Satan lost another. That man said, Jesus, I'm going with you. I'm going to be with you, Jesus. And Jesus said, no, I got something for you to do. You've been changed. You've been set free. Now you can go home. You can go home and evangelize. You can tell others what great things I have done for you. My God, isn't that good news? Isn't that a great feeling when you think about it? Jesus set you free, and now I can go tell everybody. Amen. I can tell. Say, come on. Come on. Be like the woman that met Jesus. Said, she said to the men, come on, meet a man that told me everything that I ever did. Is not this the Christ? We need an encounter with Jesus. We need to come to him and let him set us free. Because when you get saved, when you get saved, you will evangelize. And it's not just a once a week thing. It's every day. It's every day. Come on. Every day witnessing to somebody. I was I was even at the park. I was even at the park. Because we've been saved. We've been changed to evangelize. I'm going to walk in and these two guys are at the park. And a couple instances today. A couple instances. I'm getting ready to close. I don't know who's playing. Who are you playing tonight? Well, you can get ready to come on up and get ready to close. But I usually like to try to do some type of invite every day. Every day. Mm. If it's one person, two people, whatever. Mm. Reverend Devonshaw challenged his church to do two. To do two a day. So I've endeavored to be doing two. Do one. One is good too. All right, but I went out today, and I well, when I got back to the hotel first. Let me go back up. I got back to the hotel, and I saw these people, the workers, they was workers. I said, uh, "Hey, we got a revival tonight. I'd like to invite you out to church." So it's about three or two of them, and the guys, you know, looked at the girl. He had just said, he had just said, "I need to get to church." He had just said it to her before I got there. I need to get to church because often I pray. God help me. Line me up with yes. somebody. Yes. Because there's people that need Jesus, whether they come or not. And so, I don't know, he may come during the revival. I hope he Amen. does. Right. I hope he does. And so I went to walking. I went to walking. And these two guys sitting over there, you know, thuggish like, but I don't care if they're thuggish. I mean, if it wasn't for the grace of God, I could be a thug too. Mm. I could be out there with my pants hanging all down, showing my underwear, but I thank God I got sense. Mm. I they made belts. Amen. <laughs> they made belts. Put a bet on. But anyway, I went on and started talking to him. And this guy, maybe I'm sure he said, This is what we need. Mm. And I began to give him my testimony how I got saved. He said, This is what we need. One guy just put his head down like he wanted to cry. Mm. I wanted to invite him to church. God was giving them an opportunity. Amen. Because, see, we don't know when that may be that person's last opportunity mm. to hear about Jesus. I'm very serious, very serious now. Because I was witnessing to a lady that had gotten away from God. I didn't know she had gotten away from God. didn't know she attended our church years ago in St. Louis, years ago. I would go back to St. Louis. I'd go to Staples. And I saw this lady. She was a security lady. And I was inviting her out. And she said, preach, I got to get something together. And I got to get stuff together. And I gave her the car. I said, oh, that's my church. But she hadn't been to church in years, maybe 10, 13 years. And so I would go back every time. 
Let's go back. Hey, come on, LaFonda. Come on, go to church. We got revival. He said, please, I got to get this done. And I'm getting there. I'm getting there. And so I went back in December, the end of December, before I started to go back out into the field. Went back out, and I said to the boss man, I said, where is LaFonda? Where's LaFonda? She said she died three weeks ago. Mm. Now, I don't know. I hope she was right with God. Hadn't seen her in maybe two months or whatever, maybe about two months. Mm. I hope she made things right. But what I'm bringing out is that evangelism works. You think you're not you're insignificant. No. And that's why we need to be changed. You see, you can't win anybody if you're not changed. Listen to me careful. You can't win anybody if you're not changed. But when you've been changed, when you've been changed, you can win a bunch of people. This man did, he was changed. The woman that came to the well, she had five husbands, and the one she was living with was not her husband, but she met Jesus, and she made a difference. They came out and said, we believe not just because of you, because we heard it for ourselves. Amen. But she made a difference because she'd been changed. The leper man that came to Jesus because lepers can't socialize with people. He said, you can heal me. If you want to, Jesus said, I will. He healed him. He changed him. And Jesus told him to go to the priest. But it was too good. It was too good to keep it to himself. He went out and blazed the matter abroad. He went evangelizing. Come, you gotta tell, come and see Jesus. And when you read the next chapter, it talks about how that it was noise abroad. A noise that Jesus was in the house. The house was full of people. And he brought it out this morning. It was so full they couldn't even get the man in. They had to lure him down the roof. And Jesus forgave him, and that's what we need most of all. And then he healed him. Tonight, maybe you need forgiveness, and maybe you need healing. But you need to come to Jesus. You know, a lot of times we look at the altar, we think, well, that's for sinners and healers. No, this altar is a place of sacrifice. Yes. We call it, we call it the faith zone. When I first stepped into the New Testament Christian Church back in October 1987, I grew up in a Baptist background. I went down to the altar. I didn't know anything about the Holy Ghost, not much. Nobody was praying with me, but I went down and got down on my knees. I heard this voice in my mind saying, go to the altar. I knew it wasn't the devil. And I went down and I lifted up my hands just like this. And I said, praise God. Hallelujah. And Jesus baptized me with the Holy Ghost. Praise God. And I was so excited. Brother Patrick, I was so excited. I went to Pastor Cyrus after the service. I said, sir, what you got going on tomorrow? He said, we got soul in it. I said, I'll be there. I'll be there. And guess what he told me later? I thought you was crazy. He's like, not that quick. You want to go soul in it? Yes. I was already soul in it before I came to New Testament Christian Church, before I even got filled with the Holy Ghost. And the Holy Ghost is giving you that extra boost. Come on. He gives that extra energy and that excitement and enthusiasm. I want to go so many. I want to witness to somebody. I'm talking about being changed to evangelize. Time is short. We don't know how much time we got. We must be about our Father's business. Would you bow your heads, close your eyes, and rose to God. Take it from this young man that was invited to church in Camp Pendleton, California, 
two brethren had gone out and they weren't having much success and the Lord spoke to one and said, cast your net over on this side. And they did. And they came to a barracks and they saw a young man outside and they, they invited that man to church. The man accepted. The man came to a church service and the man got saved. Say, preacher, what's so big about that? Well, that man was me. I was the one. And if it hadn't been for them evangelizing, I don't know where I would have been. You see, I needed God, but I wasn't really looking for God. But God found me through an invitation, a simple invitation. And you know what? That's what let us be saved to evangelize. These altars are open. Let's find a place to pray. God, if there's not a burning desire in my heart to love someone, let me see the eternal end of men and women without Jesus. And let me see the eternal end of men and women with Jesus. And let me see that I can be part of the difference in the eternal end of men and women. My invitation to church, my invitation to meet Jesus can make an eternity of difference in the heart of a man or a woman. God, revive my heart. Revive my heart to love somebody by introducing them to Jesus Christ. God, put it in my heart tonight. Let me take a card in my heart to touch a man, a woman, a young man, a young woman to give them a chance to know God. Lord of Jesus, have your way, God. Search God, have your way, God. Search me, O oh God. Search God. 
God put the Holy Ghost searchlight. like God bless you is not only our prayer God bless you is God's nature that's why Christians greet each other and we say God bless you because we know that that's what God does brethren but this is the beginning of a revival let me let me show you I want to give an illustration of what a revival is it means to make alive again and it's what Jesus does spiritually so I live in an apartment and my neighbor told me about the manager of a grocery store. It's called Publix. And she said she had just moved to the apartments and she was in the parking lot and there was a man in his car. He had overdosed on drugs. And he was in his car, I guess slumped over. She said, she was just a witness. She said the manager ran out. I guess someone told the manager. He ran out of the Publix and he grabbed the man and put him he was on his back just on the ground dead on the ground and he began to do CPR on that man and she said she's just watching this and she said that the man revived Amen. he revived and the, the manager's name is Gabriel I've seen him all I did that he, he never told me he did that but his quick thinking and his quick action he caused that man to not be dead right now, but he has another chance. Amen. And I'm saying that because spiritually, brethren, that's what happens when you talk to someone about Jesus, that they are dead men and dead women walking, that one wrong step and they're out into eternity. But brethren, one encounter of Jesus, one encounter with God, it can, it can make men and women uh, come alive again. And maybe someone who's just kind of gone to sleep and they've been discouraged in their walk with God. Brethren, it's your job. It's my job to come out there and say, hey, hey, give God another chance. Well, I had a bad experience. Let God do something in your life again. Revive us. You know, God's still into reviving men and women. Physically, spiritually, emotionally. Brethren, not only let us be revived, but let us be an instrument to evangelize others, to give them what they need the most, and that's Jesus Christ. Yes. Let's dismiss in prayer, but Father, I ask that we are saved, but let us see what we are saved for. God, begin to direct our hearts this Monday into the love of God for souls. Direct our hearts with the vision that the fields The Bible said they're white, meaning that they're ready for harvest, that men and women, they're out there, they're waiting to be invited. And although they might not have a sign around their neck saying, love me, or I need God, but Lord, let us see it written in their hearts. Let us see a desire 
for men and women to receive Jesus and let us be directed by your spirit. Lord, even though it might be uncomfortable, let us be instruments for your glory. We're saved to evangelize. And the church said, amen. God bless you. Be encouraged. Don't be discouraged. It's not going to be the devil that's going to direct you, but God will. And if God does, just take that step of faith. You might invite the next Billy Graham to church. But he doesn't look like Billy Graham. Not before he's saved. Not before she's saved. But God might do a great work, not just in you, but through you. Amen. Amen. We, our country needs Jesus Christ. Amen. God bless you as our prayer.